Get ready, Ohio. FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook, is coming to the Buckeye State. And to kick things off, you can get started with $100 in free bets as an early sign-up bonus. Plus, when you sign up today with promo code OHIOSB, you'll be all set for when FanDuel goes live in Ohio. Then you can bet on all your favorite teams and all your favorite sports with $100 in free bets. Just download FanDuel's top-rated sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Ohio, this is your chance to get in on the action. Join today with promo code OHIOSB. Make every moment more with FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NFL. 21 plus and present in Ohio. Bonus issued in non-withdrawable free bets that expire seven days after FanDuel accepts its first real money sports wager in Ohio on one Unique user identity verification required. Offer ends on the go-live date. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. You're a holiday powerhouse. You host the dinners, shovel neighbors, sidewalks, and make everything from scratch. You definitely don't need help making the holidays happen. But Dunkin's Holiday Blend Coffee? A warming medium roast complete with sweet notes of dried fruit and molasses. Or a cranberry orange muffin made with real cranberries just might convince you a little help never hurt. Especially the hot caffeinated kind. America runs on Duncan. Present participation may vary. Limited time offer. Terms apply. First time in a long time, but it seems like just yesterday when we were side by side. Beast mode, no one's blocking our way. <laughs> These other guys tried it, but them man ain't got the skills of Braden and Davy, brazen and raging, bringing you the thrills and spills. Right here in full gear, about to blow up like TNT. Us man are too sweet, Brady, BBP, the BB elite. Right here in full gear, about to blow up like TNT. Us man are too sweet, Brady, BBP, the BB elite. Hello. Hello, hello, hello. Braden Harrington here with Davey Portman for Up Next, postwrestling.com, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. But this is BDE Elite, and we are live. Sorry, BDEE. Oh, B-D-E, Elite, no, right? No, B-D Elite. B-D Elite. There we go. That's what we are. We are the B-D-E, and this is B-D Elite, live on Twitch. Live on Twitch, just about. We're here. We're finally made <laughs> we're it. We're finally here. We finally made it. Yeah, we're a little later uh, this this uh, evening because I blame TSN. That I blame that damn roti. Yeah, so we uh, we live above this uh, roti place that we keep having to see, and we had to just check it out for dynamite tonight so i geared it all up to be to be ready right right at like they said 20 minutes i was like cool so that means i have five minutes to come upstairs it's just downstairs to go get this roadie but then when i get there i could hear i could hear sorry i'm what's going on i don't know why my that was weird yeah (laughs) sorry so um yeah, uh, I go downstairs and I'm trying to get this roti and I'm trying to make sure I make it on time. But um, the, the 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 girl working is like, yep, you have this order and I pay for it. And then I can hear the chef go, here it is. And then I can hear her pa- bagging it. And she goes, there's supposed to be there's supposed to be two. And then she just proceeds to just like ream him out, like mm. yelling at him and all sorts of uh, things I don't understand, but do. And then he, they quickly had to make our order. So therefore, I was texting you upstairs. Wait, pause. What's starting the show? What's starting Dynamite? And you said, <laughs> Yuji Nagata and John Moxley. Yeah. So I said, can you just pause it? Because we live in 2021. You figure you could just pause things, these like crazy technology. So we do. 
I get my roadie, finally, go upstairs, press play. It only lets us watch live. Yeah, like why why <laughs> so, pause it if it's going to resume from live anyway? You would think so, it would. Yeah, yeah the TSN. Uh, we 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 are good Samaritans, and we decide to pay for our our you know TV subscriptions and stuff. And in the end, it bites us in the ass because I don't remember having this issue when I was using other means. Just saying. I mean, yeah, you can't you can't pause. <laughs> you can't pause. No. Are you sure? No, it does the same weird thing. Okay. It like will let you stop it, and then right. it will just continue. We're complaining because we're like millennials who don't have actual cable, but we just pay for we essentially pay for cable by paying all the other things like the yeah, crate. Yeah, pay TSN and yeah, we pay like, for it. Yeah, yeah, it should work. It just it was super annoying. So then we uh, had to kind of wait to kind of catch up, and uh, we eventually did, and that's why we're here. But I will say. The uh, lamb madras roti was worth it. It was lovely. Yeah, yeah, very nice. So, I mean, yeah, it was good. Yuji Nagata and Moxley was worth the waiting for, too. It was worth the wait. Yeah. yeah I, I don't know. Now it's like 10 to 11 and we've only just started. So <laughs> I can't say I was that thrilled about it. But yeah, uh, it, was, it was a good match. Yeah. Uh, so we are your NXT friends and we always will be on Tuesday nights. But here on Wednesdays, we will be your dynamates. We're your dynamite. And we'll be absolutely. talking all about dynamite. Uh, we've mentioned we have a Patreon, and uh, I don't know if you follow the Twitter at Up Next Podcast, but I put out a tweet today saying that this month has officially been our highest grossing Patreon month mm. because a few people today, uh, past few days, signed up to be world champ patrons, which is just over the moon craziness. Yeah. Shout out Maddie B, who's in the room right now. Yeah. Thank you. And uh, Andre from Edmonton, I believe, as oh, well. Oh, that rhymes. Uh, yeah. yeah, so awesome. That's crazy. Thank uh, I, I thank everyone for supporting us. Again, we are proudly supported by our Patreon, and that's where you go for world champ status if you want to come on up yours and pick stuff for us to review and join us and join us in watch-alongs and get access to Behind the BD. But North American Tier gets you access to all the good stuff, Was Next, Best Match Ever, all the shows, and uh, we can't thank you guys enough, so... Uh, we, we mentioned we just moved. We're in the BDE Tower, and uh, the Patreon uh, is like, think we're, we're doing good. We're doing good things. We're doing good. When you guys, uh, like, you know, show us that we uh, all this hard work goes to to good things. Yeah, I can't, can't <laughs> wait to talk about all these shows that we have lined up with these world champs. Yeah, there's some interesting picks. World oh, champs yeah. go all over the place. We've done, like, Catwoman. We've done Godfather. We've done Bloodsport. We've done... All sorts. We just did The Outsiders recently. We did. Kiwi's Big Adventure. We've had more Tom Green selected, I've seen. Stealing oh. Harvard's coming up. Stealing Harvard. Yeah. Ridiculous. I don't know if that's as... Is that as wild as Freddie Got Fingered? No. No. I okay. mean, what, okay. what is? I, true, Nothing true. is. Peewee. <laughs> <laughs> Got Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross coming up. The Watchman. Blood Moon starring Rob Van Dam. Not Jean-Claude Van Damme. Not Jean-Claude You mentioned Van this Damme. to me today and I got so excited and you had to tell me it was... The, yeah, no, the I did the same thing. I was yeah. like, oh, another Jean-Claude Van Damme film. Yeah. And then, wait, Rob? Yeah. Did a double take, but yeah, very exciting stuff. So World Champ patrons pick stuff and we uh, invite them on and then we talk all about it and stuff. And we've had some some great, great shows. And uh, yeah, the second Tom Green one's going to be nuts. Wei Ting's going to be mad. He's going to want to join in I on know, the show. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so we have all we have uh, uh, Up Yours coming out with Brandon from New Jersey talking about his pick Samurai Cop. Uh, we'll have that out this weekend. Uh, this weekend as well. Well, I'm probably going to put it out tomorrow because we recorded it today, actually. A review from The Six talking all about Backlash 2001. 20 years ago, Backlash 2001. Yeah. The two-man power trip, Stone Cold Triple H versus the Brothers of Destruction. All the gold match. All the yes. power match. 
all the power, all the gold. All the glitters is gold. No power, no gold. But we all know what the real main event of that ma- of that night was. Of course. Yeah. What what one am I going to say? There goes two. There's quite a few. Yeah, there's a few. You could say the ultimate submission match between Chris uh-huh could, and Kurt Angle. You could you could say that. You yeah. could say uh, Shane O'Mac versus The Big Show. You could. In a how to actually fall from something high. It's the Shane spot, I'd yes. say. Yeah, yeah uh, we talked all about this. Yeah, a uh, lot of fun. Uh, looking forward for you to all to hear that. We also go off on tangents about uh, Spike Dudley and WWE theme song CDs. Yes. Including Forcible Entry and all that stuff that, mm. uh, yeah, I, I've said too much. But yeah, yeah that's on the Backlash show coming out, uh, I'd say, tomorrow night. I'll put it out. Uh, and then this weekend, live on Twitch, a WWE WrestleMania backlash. Oh yes! Watch along and post show featuring us uh, and some some of our world champs. I, I think. Yep, we'll be having as always some of our world champs on the watch along and invite all of you to join the Twitch room. They're always a lot of fun. Um, and yeah, our first WWE watch along from the new place. So yeah, that's exciting. We're gonna put cameras on just on the couch. Yeah, just hang out, just chill. Yeah. Come hang out and be in the BDE. Absolutely, BDE two, the BDE tower. Still working. We call it all sorts of things. Yes, because remember, we're all the BDE. We're all BDE. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Uh, yeah. So we've been doing all the different shows. And uh, another quick plug for next Thursday, we're gonna be doing a live Twitch where we record a free. Best match ever, Hannah Kimura. Yes. Uh, so look for the Twitch. And if you miss any of this, uh, it'll be out on the free feed as well there. So a best match ever for Hannah Kimura uh, out on the one-year anniversary of her uh, of her passing last year. So uh, we're going to be talking to WH Park, who knows all about uh, stardom and where she yeah, was wrestling. Yeah, I'm really so. looking forward to seeing some of these matches. Um, seen a bit, but definitely would like to watch a lot more. For sure. So it should be good. So yeah, all the different podcasts all over the place, so many different shows. And of course, again, five bucks, North American tier gets you everything we've ever done. All the back shows, all the crazy stuff. And yes. I feel like we watch so much wrestling and then we move to a new place and we're still just watching wrestling. But I, I just love wrestling. <laughs> you love wrestling. <laughs> I just want to say. <laughs> <laughs> so I fucking do so many shows. That's I, nice. It's <laughs> nice that you still love wrestling. Just like, I'm just like, uh, uh, I, I, I tried to, I was going to try to get my vaccine today. And I was like, I, I, apparently I can't, even though I'm, A, I'm technically essential because I work at also at a TV station. And wrestling podcasts are very essential. Mm. But uh, I also have asthma. So you'd figure like I should, like I have pretty, I have puffers. I have two different puffers. I should probably. You should maybe stop smoking then. Yeah, it's true. I, I, I should Don't like get. Don't pick and choose when you want asthma. <laughs> I feel like I should get it, but like I'm also like uh, I'd rather do like what you mentioned, how you like got to go like a walk-in thing. So I'm gonna still like I and try to do it, but then just made me think. I'm like, man, like uh, I was listening to uh, a Shep, J- Dave Chappelle podcast, and I was like, man, he's so like happy that the, we just like kind of survived this. Mm. And I'm like, man, this whole time wrestling's been going on, and like they've still been doing shows, and we just keep shitting on everything they put out. But <laughs> yeah. it's it's like. At least we still had wrestling. So oh, for sure. That's yeah. what I'm kind of meaning. I'm like, ah. and tonight was a, an interesting show to be talking about too, yeah, AEW. As always. Because we were pretty negative last week, I think, for mm. Blood and Guts. Uh, yeah, it wasn't my favorite, Dynamite, Yeah, for sure. Because um, I saw mixed reactions afterwards. Like um, Some people were were like pretty high up on it, and mm. I feel like maybe we kind of were, were pretty, like maybe, maybe too mean on it. But overall, like I still can't get over it. We're, we're going to be talking about Backlash 2001. There's a spot where Shane jumps off something and mm. it, it's 20 years ago and it looks 
10 times better than what AEW yeah. did last week. That's just my opinion. But I, I still thought the match was fun and it felt special, but still something was just a little off for me. But your main event last week was QT Marshall and Cody. It Rose. was. Yeah. 100%. <laughs> you just love <laughs> anything QT. with QT. Yeah. That's why this tonight just didn't hit for me. Oh, it didn't hit for you? No QT. <laughs> no QT. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, there was another QT on it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Who, who are we talking about? Uh, Eugene Nagata. <laughs> I think he's a bit of a QT. <laughs> QT Nagata. <laughs> I miss UG. UG? Our coffee guy, our barista. Yeah, tell people about UG. Yeah, we had a um, the coffee shop right around the corner from the old BDE. Um, had a guy who ran it called UG and used to make my coffee every morning, give me a big smile. He's made nice. me feel better about the world. Yeah. Miss him. Yeah. The coffee around here, like I haven't found one quite as good as our old place yet. Right. But we got windows, so <laughs> swings and roundabouts, you know. You can't win them all. Yeah, <laughs> uh, uh, what QT were you talking about? Eugene uh, Nagata. Okay. <laughs> Let's talk about AEW Dynamite from Wednesday, May 12th, 2021. And we start off with a Eugene Nagata, who is the challenger for John Moxley's IWGP United States Championship. All right. Yeah. Try to keep up because there's so many titles. I figured this is just another way to get this well, title. They're trying to get rid of some, aren't they? Uh, They've already put two together. Yeah, the, not the right one. Oh, man, I hate that <laughs> belt. This is the better belt. This belt looks way better than their new yeah. belt, their new title. Oh, 100%. Yeah. Uh, so Yuji Nagata is ready for his match. Blue Justice. He is a uh, like New Japan legend. Mm. Excalibur is just nerding out over here, gushing over how like important this guy is and, and how he wrestled many years ago once on TNT where Tony Schiavone uh, mentioned. And I, I believe it's the Ultimo Dragon, which... Uh, had a series of matches. Yeah, they had some bangers, yeah. actually. Yeah, definitely. So he's he's been on this station before. And years later, here he comes as like a talent exchange here, the Forbidden Door with New Japan. So that's pretty awesome and pretty sweet. Oh, yeah. Um, and wasn't it last year, Yuji and Suzuki? Suzuki had and such the a, New Japan Cup. Yeah, it was just them beating... It was the best of the like empty arena. For like, sure. The complete no crowd matches yeah. i thought it was uh, one of I their first yeah yeah that was that was really interesting so i was i'm kind of excited to see this match and you know moxley was the one who probably asked for this match i can imagine they gave him like all right here's a few guys we got who would you like and i can imagine him picking nagata for sure yeah i saw on twitter that apparently like he said that their moxley was saying that a lot of wrestlers were texting him like oh you get to fight him like that's awesome so what wrestlers do you think? Were yeah, you said it was like from all companies. He said, yeah, apparently. I, I don't know. I saw Renee Young tweeting about this and, and Moxley tweeting. Or I'm imagining. Uh, who, who was like, oh, Mox, I'm so upset that you get to wrestle Nagata. That's awesome. Eva Marie. Yeah, Baron Corbin. Baron Corbin. Randy Orton. Randy Orton. Like, yeah, oh, you're sure fighting Eugene Nagata? Yeah, yeah. Not Daniel Bryan or no. Seth. No. No, none of those. No. I don't know who. I, I don't feel Seth now at this no. point. He's such a no, WWE. He's, he's busy working mark, for the, 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 the best professional wrestling on the planet. That's, yeah, he is. That's yeah. what he's busy doing. Absolutely. Working for. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I think it's quite interesting. I like the Forbidden Door stuff. Uh, I know we're not covering deep. You're not doing Deep Impact as much, but I know that they're doing. Uh, they've had El Fantasmo yeah. there. They've got uh, Finjuice are the uh, tag team champions. Right. Um, in Impact right now, who are obviously in New Japan as well. Um, so we're seeing that door swinging 
swing in both ways quite a bit now. Yeah. Um, I'm seeing in the Twitch chat, Fire Frank is in the chat. He says Yuji Nagata was his go-to guy to use in revenge in, on N64. Oh, nice. Does that mean I got to bust out revenge? Because I got have N64. You, have you got revenge? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure yeah, I got let's it. play it. I'm pretty let's sure I have it. two WCW N64 games. I don't know which ones. Two WCW ones? There was, what, Mayhem? There yeah. was backstage brawl yeah i don't one? have that one revenge yeah. revenge is the main one yeah revenge, revenge is like the no mercy i one. have no mercy and revenge yeah okay yeah Sweet. definitely uh so yeah that's crazy the dude was in n64 game and here he is years later in a different company on oh, tnt yeah. it's insane uh so um we go to the united states title on the line here in the forbidden door the first time this title's uh, not seen on TV because we've seen it, but the first time it's defended here mm. in a different company on AAW. So Moxley, Yuji Nagata comes out first, the challenger, Blue Justice. Excalibur mentions he's like helped train so many legends. He mentioned Tanahashi and Okada at some point and all sorts of crazy things that this guy's done. And then out comes the champion, John Moxley, to a new theme song. Mm. Wild thing. Yeah. The OG wild thing. Um, another Moxley callback to Anita, right? Yeah, I mean, we we did the best death match ever, where we talked about Onita and the exploding barbed wire with uh, Terry Funk with Damian Abraham. Yes, and he he ridiculed me for mentioning that I liked the wild thing by the artist known as Prozac over uh, (laughs) (laughs) but this version is wild thing from the Trogs this is the OG version yeah this one I know yeah this is like the classic one and John Moxley coming out to this uh, what do you think of this Uh, I I mean I like the song I don't know if the energy suits the Moxley I'm used to Um, I quite like his sort of like frantic music he often comes out to, but maybe it will grow. Like I love the song and I think works for Anita so well, but it's quite jarring uh, having him coming out to it today, but I think it could stick and it, it will, it, it's obviously going to be more memorable after a while. Yeah. And I know they're going to be doing shows with crowds. Mm. That's going to sound yeah. crazy with people singing this song. I think it's an awesome song. They also worked out the proper bit. Justin Roberts and him worked out because there's a part of the song after the, the main hook, hook and whatever when he's coming into the ring and it kind of gets really quiet. It's mm. part of the song. It dips down and there's like less singing. Justin Roberts then does the John, the John and like builds it, builds it, builds it. And then we call that hitting the post in the world of radio. Mm. Where right before the, the vocals come back in, you finish what you're doing. So yeah. then it, it hits. So they clearly like Justin, knows. Justin's a professional. He is. He's Justin good. Roberts. Uh, so this this entrance was awesome. Honestly, he was totally going for the Onita vibe with the whole like coming out. He always comes out of the side, but he's coming out with Kingston on his side here, just looking total badass as usual. What wasn't wearing his Onita jacket though this time, was he? No, he should have been. Yeah, though. he should have been. Yeah, the leather jacket. Uh, speaking of Onita, we're talking about the death match ever. It it looks like we'll be we'll have to to do another best death match ever in the near future because you've heard about Onita, right? No, what's happened? Uh, FMWE. Okay. His new Fed. Right. Which is, he's putting on a show this summer, apparently. Okay. Allegedly. Could get my facts wrong here, but he's doing a new electric barbed wire death match. Oh, God. He's going to show the world how to do it How to do it. Cool. Yeah. I'm down. All right. Okay. I'm That's down. what I was trying to ask. Are we doing it? Are we going to cover it if this ever does happen? I I saw that he's been tweeting about it. He's, it's coming back. Interesting. So, yeah. 
Uh, I feel like we're experts after that show with Damien. Oh, yeah, I know. Me, me and you know everything because of Damien Abraham <laughs> explaining <laughs> Onita and death matches. But, yeah, if that's a thing, then crazy. But back to AEW. Yuji Nagata, John Moxley, the wild thing. This match is contested under New Japan rules, meaning the 20 count, which yes. we were all wondering if they were going to do that. Hell, yeah. Which they didn't end up ah. using at all, did they? Yeah. <laughs> hey, another person from New Japan's here. Rocky Romero. Yeah, Rocky's in the crowd. He's hanging out in the crowd there. Very interesting. Uh, this match starts off, and both guys just start striking each other right away with forearms. Uh, Moxley uses an eye rake early on. I guess he's got to show that he's a, he's a mean son of a bitch. There's then he Moxley kind of doing the the kicks to him. That's kind of Nagata's uh, specialty. These like Daniel Bryan esque kicks here. So Nagata fires back with of his own, and then a crazy boot to the face in the corner, an exploder. There's then a fake out where he then drop kicks Moxley into the knee. There's a lariat for a two count, and then an exploder off the top. Moxley gives him the bird, but then he gets kicked in the face for a two count. There's then the, I think Excalibur calls it the Shirome arm breaker. Uh, and this guy starts to just like freak out. The intensity in this guy's face is like, yeah, he's what, 53 years old, Yuji Nagata, but the intensity was still here for this guy going crazy. Uh, Moxley eventually, um, beats, gets some offense back in here with like the sliding lunatic lariat. So it's clearly the Tomohiro Ishii sliding lariat, but he does the like lunatic right, thing yeah. into the ropes, you know? I don't know what the actual, the name of that thing is. It's a lunatic. I call it that. Well, yeah. He still, he hits that for a near fall. He picks up Yuji, hits him with the death rider or the paradigm shift, and he pins him. The champ retains. Wild thing. Yeah, I, I really enjoyed this. I think Nagata still looks great, even uh, even at 53. I thought he looked great. Um, it felt like a New Japan-style match as well, with a lot of forearms, heavy hitting. Um, I also like how it kind of felt like a history lesson. Like, if you're tuning into this and you're maybe not familiar with New Japan and stuff like that, I think the way it was presented with uh, Excalibur especially, like Excalibur and Tony kind of giving you these lessons about who this guy is, what New Japan is, um, the different styles and stuff. I actually found it quite educational in a way. For sure. Whereas we go back and watch some of these old WCW pay-per-views where you have Mike Tanay trying to do that and then Bobby Heenan's just there drunk laughing at these guys with silly names. You know, it's it like I thought this was presented in a really good way. Yeah, yeah, that is true. We we have done some some classic WCW reviews this past year, and there's a few times whether it be like the the, the Japanese imports or mm. the the Mexican lucha libre guys that they bring in, and the commentary would like just talk about Hulk Hogan the whole match, or talk about how and these some, guys are from Mexico. Sometimes like, it would be the best match on the card. Yeah, as well. oh, it would always yeah. be the best match at the card. Yeah, and it, they were always kind of not kind of a, sometimes very disrespectful in mm. a way. And then now you, years later. The Excalibur, I know you, you, like I said, you can call him a nerd, but I want to, I would love to hang out with this guy as much as, you know, everyone makes fun of this mm. guy for knowing everything in wrestling. Cause he, he fucking does. Yeah. It's crazy. This, the knowledge. Obviously, he's on commentary. He's getting notes for this. He's, he's prepping, I imagine, for this, but it genuinely just sounds like he knows everything. Cause off I the feel front. there must be people who, like, don't know as much as us and probably a lot of you listening. Yeah. And are just flicking through and watching this and you'll go, who's this old tubby guy? You know, like, I've never seen this guy on Dynamite before. Who's this guy? And I thought they did a great job of selling exactly who he is. And he did a great job of 
the match. I, I thought he was great in this. Yeah, it felt it felt great. It felt like this perfect TV match that felt different and unique. It felt like, yeah, it, it, it's someone from a different company. We're going to do it on this show for a different title. This guy's one of our stars, too. It's like this weird crossover. It feels like what WCW or WWF used to do with talent exchanges mm. and stuff. But it felt really special. They were selling the title as well by saying this is a title... Uh, Kenny's held, Cody's held, Lance Archer's held. Like all these people that are in AEW have held this yeah. title. So made it feel like a big deal. Uh, I want to see more Yuji. Yeah. I, I want to see more New Japan stuff like this. If this is like the kind of the crossover. Uh, if the Kenny, Kenny is feuding now. Well, obviously he's got a title match at the pay-per-view that has nothing to do with Moxley. It'd be funny if they were to like dabble with Kenny collecting more belts. Just mm. saying, there's one right there that Moxley the has. US. There's so many different avenues, but uh, yeah, um, and and New Japan itself, I've been kind of down on lately, and it's not it's not necessarily maybe because of uh, like I'm a big I, I, I'm sorry I'm a big fan of Will Osprey mm. and, and the work he's done. The character doesn't really work, but I'm not watching all the shows because I'm just they don't they're they're like recycling everything it's like they're trying to be wwe or something it's really weird what they've been doing in it's got this. stale yeah I it's think. it's I, gone like so I've, stale i watched the shingo osprey match but i it was I good re- yeah it, oh it was a really good match yeah. but i'm just very checked out of it yeah right me now. too yeah and it, it does, maybe it'll pick up g1 is often yeah. a good time to like get reinvested but yeah i just feel it the mix feels pretty stale there. It feels like okay, they don't have some, something's not like fitting in the mm. stories of what's going on. But I think, I think you could, obviously it sucks because it's a pandemic. You can't have people coming and going and as often. But That's, we've been in this a while now. Yeah, I, I guess. I think we got to move on. Nagata made it. move on from that excuse. Yuji made it. So, I mean, other people yeah. can make it. Yeah. Uh, I, I want to see more crossovers, but as long as it like, you know, is good for everyone. For uh, sure. Essentially. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. I want to get back into Japan, but they haven't done anything. And I know they're canceling some shows, which is probably mm. for the best. But overall, I thought this was a fun match. Uh, obviously, you knew Moxley was going to win it. They had a nice uh, show of respect afterwards. Yeah. Kind of Moxley bowing down to the mat, uh, which is pretty cool. We go to Alex Marvez backstage with some of the inner circle. Sammy Guevara, Jake Hager, and Ortiz. They say, Pinnacle, we had you beaten. We had you bloody. And in a twist of fate, you got us, but you used bitch moves. Santana used the fork and tried to stab you, and that's why he... Did they say he was arrested? He's in prison. He's arrested. He's in jail. Santana's been arrested for using a fork on TNT in a wrestling match. Uh, but if, I, if it was me, I would use the fork and stab your eye and eat it, says Ortiz. So you're going to have to kill us because you can hide behind your victory, but you failed. We want another match. And they're saying, like, we're not done with you, Inner Circle. Yeah. Uh, I think this was Jake Hager's best promo ever. No, it was not. <laughs> no, I, I'm being serious. Can you name me a better Jake Hager promo? Yeah. I'm not saying the bar's high. The one where he, where he quotes Mark Wahlberg from The Departed. <laughs> no, I thought, I thought he sounded pretty good here, and I'm not a fan of him on the mic usually. But no, I, I thought these guys sounded good. I'm just... Uh, we'll, we'll get... Yeah. We'll be circling back to the inner side. Yeah, I know. <laughs> exactly, yeah. We go to Cody Rhodes. Oh, God. He comes out... He's talking about America, I think. Um, he says, look, I'm, a, I'm an American and we got elections. He just starts like, yeah, using he's like, buzzwords. I know here. there are reasons to make fun of America. We've got 
uh, a flawed two-party state. We've got the shit with our last president. We've got... There's a lot that you can make fun of about America. He didn't... He, but I'm proud to be American. Just to just to make sure we're on... We're all getting the facts straight. He did not say former president. He's probably talking about the, the current one. <laughs> it's Cody. I think, yeah. <laughs> uh, he says that he bleeds red, white, and blue. And apparently, Anthony Agogo hates... USA. He hates it. But that's funny because how does Anthony Agogo have a visa here? He's using our American system, our American money. That's freedom. That's America. Cody Rhodes just starts doing the whole <laughs> like car salesman trick here. He says the argument is what makes us who we are here in America. Our empathy outweighs our anger. You didn't, co- you didn't come here to, to live the England dream. No. I know all about the UK. I don't want to disrespect my friends across the pond. I respect and grew up loving wrestlers and all sorts of wrestlers like Doug Williams, Gabriel Kidd, or Pac. This, but this industry was, was based around an Italian-American who was champion for over 4,000 days and just starts mentioning Bruno San Martino here. The dream lives here. Or, and I could be wrong here. Does he mention a 16 year old Pakistan? I don't know. He mentioned a lot. <laughs> Someone who created the car bumper? I'm not sure what he was talking about here. Yeah. I got a little lost. He was just rambling. But I've always said what I said about Cody Rose. He could probably read the phone book and still sell me on anything. Yeah. Uh, anyways, he continues <laughs> and talks about how uh, Atlanta used to have segregated schools. But now he's about to have a daughter with his wife who will be half black, half white but full American princess. And he wants her to know one day that he didn't lie down under someone else's flag. And well, I am going to fight Anthony Agogo at double or nothing. And I'm not showing up Cody Rhodes versus Anthony Agogo, the, the American nightmare for one night only since we own the name and it belongs to me and Dustin, Justin Roberts. I'm going to need your help because at double or nothing, it's going to be Anthony Agogo versus Cody Rhodes, the American dream. <laughs> oh, and then the Snoop Dogg music plays. I America hated this. Oh, it's it's so it's USA, USA. <laughs> Jeez, I, aren't we aren't we over? Like, haven't we moved on from this? Like, I feel wrestling such a worldwide thing now. And like, as a Brit living in Canada, I don't fucking care if you're doing this for your country. Like, I I find patriotism. I mean, that's another story, but so like stupid, right? And <laughs> especially like here. I hated this. Oh, man. It was just going all over the place. Like, okay, he tied it. He kind of brought it all together at the end, being the American dream and his dad and stuff. But this sucked. I really didn't like this at all. It's weird. He's such a good talker. Like, he genuinely, like I said, he can say anything. And it makes, it's the way he says it. Like, he sounds like a like high-end politicians because of the way he, like, presents mm. himself and the way he speaks. Here, it's like, it's... It's just weird because he's like he goes from bringing up like segregated schools and his 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 future baby and then 
I want this match with. Uh, I'm gonna get this match. It's like yeah, that's such a. It's it's kind of. He's very. It's kind of a con, but he's very masturbatory I for me. Yeah, do you I, know what I mean? He just goes out and you feel like he's just loving all these words coming out of his mouth. And I like Cody, but this was just too much for me. I can't say I can't say I hated this. To be honest, like it made me laugh, and like that's what I keep saying is like this guy is not a baby face. He's the biggest fucking heel in wrestling, and it makes me laugh. I think this just felt like Vince wrote it. It felt like a Vince McMahon thing from, like, the 80s. I, I, di- I can't say I loved it, but I, it made me laugh. So maybe I wasn't supposed to laugh at it. But mm. it was definitely something I I was like, wait, what? But then to tie it all around to be the American dream, I was like, fuck, you did it again, you, you fucking bastard. You're so good at talking. I, I, I could be on my own island here because I know Cody got a lot of Cody haters, but... Like he's he's a good promo. I'm sorry. Like the way he, he talks, he is. So good. But like sometimes it it is, uh, like you said, he sounds like a politician at times because sometimes he says a lot without really saying a great deal. Yeah. Um, so you're saying you hate America? Well, I've got to go for my boy Anthony Agogo. <laughs> <don't I? laughs> Not only is he one of mine, he's one of cuties. <laughs> So you're really behind I'm really behind him. You should Especially be off this promo. I'm all in. That was a heel turn from me for Cody. Maybe that's why you hated it. That, that, he's honestly, on that him. really turned me off, Cody. You, maybe, you're, I like that you should No, I, t- ju- I just hate it in general. Like, any time. Like, any time you get uh, kind of country v country. Because it's always USA of the baby face. Always. Right. Yeah. And it's just... I'm so over it. I'm just not over how, how they... Pro wrestling did Muhammad Hassan dirty. See, there's patriotism yeah. gone wrong in wrestling exactly. right there. Uh, again, I I love Cody in this weird way, but maybe it's like maybe it's not supposed to give me make me feel that way, but it does. I don't know. It's weird. I am interested in this match. Oh yeah, I'm quite. At first, I was like, what a uh, go-go can do. Yeah, at first I'm like, uh, but then I'm like, ah, uh, maybe that's a good hook. That's a good pay per view. I I think the thing to realize is in the UK this could be a pretty big thing, right? Because uh, Anthony Gogo's a, he's a name. Yeah. Um. So it, I think that's the the aim to try and get people in the UK to buy this pay per view with QT. It's gonna be lit. QT's not in the match. Well, he's gonna be a ringside. <laughs> With Anthony Agogo, he's coming out. He's going to be on. So paper you're saying days. the UK are going to buy the match because QT 100%. Marshall's at ringside? No, but the world's going to. I mean, I'm buying it for that reason. But <laughs> the Brits are going to learn, like, oh, if this guy's helping Anthony, then like we like this guy. We so like he's going to be well. like a, he's going to get like knighted soon or something. Maybe QT. Maybe. <laughs> Will the UK start eating apples again? <laughs> it's too late for that. <laughs> STU. I don't know what that means. <laughs> uh, something to do with British people and teeth. I don't know. What's teeth got to do with apples? <laughs> they they keep the dentists away or the doctors do away or something like it's that. It's a lot of sugar and stuff. I don't apples. Dude, I don't. Like, I like to cut I like my apples. apples. You I, like to cut your apples? Yeah, do you that, have a knife that you cut it with? Uh, Are you one of those guys? <laughs> like the guy from Dennis the Menace? Yeah. <laughs> Christopher Lloyd. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not saying I haven't done that, but. That movie definitely made me go, oh, I want to do that. Oh, yeah. You, you see it in films all the time. In yeah. plays. Like, people just like cutting apples with knives. It makes you, like, scary. Yeah. Like you're a criminal. Like a villain. Yeah. What were we talking about? Oh, yeah. We go... America! To- <laughs> Only in America can you cut apples like that. We go to SCU, a video for them. And they are going to have one last match if... 
they lose this. So if they lose this match against the Bucks for the titles, they have to disband. Yes. They can, SCU is no more. Kaz and Done Daniels. forever. So it's got a little video here kind of highlighting this story that they've been doing uh, with them not – like been on this roll, like undefeated essentially because they said if they – they're doing the Ric Flair. Mm. They're doing the if we lose, we stop. We so yeah. that's what it's been about. Uh, so these guys have wrestled here in AEW. I think they said twelve times they fought, or is that is that insane? No, not in AEW. In in total, they oh, said okay. they fought twelve times, and it's six apiece. Interesting. Yeah, because they've definitely that's just probably two on two because they mm. they've done oh they've done millions so six mans. Yeah, they've like mentioned that, that they've wrestled we like saw over. Them. Yeah, I've, I'm pretty sure I've seen them in we saw multiple. SCU versus the Elite, didn't we? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've I've definitely seen it multiple times. And Excalibur's like, yeah, these guys knows each know mm. each other so well. The reason they're here is like they mentioned that they're like friends in real life and everything. But now the Bucks are bad guys. So SCU versus the Bucks. If they lose, they have to retire. But if they win, they get the titles. The Bucks come out in some new gear, of course, the new shoes. I wasn't these ones weren't Dior's, so I wasn't as impressed. No. But they still look nice. They look nice. Yeah, they look really nice. Uh, the Bucks uh, versus SCU. It starts off with SCU gaining advantage early with this like back suplex lariat combo. They're hitting all their classic double team maneuvers here, but the Bucks finally gain advantage on Daniels and start to isolate him in the corner. Uh, Nick does this like rope trick counter, but then ends up from the like uh, STO kind of Yurnagi from Daniels, one of his patented moves. Kaz is in with a leg drop off the ropes for a two count. There's then a blue thunder bomb neck breaker combo for a near fall. Nick starts to fuck both of the guys up with the Nick Jackson tag, but now it's the heel Nick Jackson hot mm. tag. So he calms it down a little bit. He doesn't do crazy like torpedo corkscrews and stuff. He's doing PKs to the face. Uh, there's then uh, a super kick to Daniels on the outside that squishes himself and his head between the sole of the Young Bucks' feet and the ring post. Yes. And then when the camera turns away for just a second, comes back and Daniels is bleeding. Everywhere. Oh, my God. Blood and guts. Yeah, he was jealous of last week. He was like, I want to do that. Wow, there was a lot of blood I want to be in the pinnacle. The fallen angel. He's bleeding here. He's like just laid out, essentially. He's like, I'm not wrestling in this mm. match anymore. Daniels looks over. Uh, sorry, uh, Kaz looks over, sees his partner. is like, holy shit. Like, that's insane. But maintains his composure and then hits a Styles clash. Another callback to, uh, you know, AJ Styles, TNA days and stuff, because these guys all uh, hung around together. Uh, but it's only a near fall. There's then a spot where Matt Jackson dives. He was he was thrown out of the ring, and now he's diving through the ropes to get into the ring to break up the pin, which was crazy. I don't think I've seen that. Mm. Because the entrance ramp is level, level, he can run through and do a suicide yeah, dive. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Yeah. There's a, a tombstone on Kaz, but then Daniels comes back in and hits an angel's wing for a near fall. Daniels can't even, like, see because there's so much blood. And uh, there's there's a spot where he he's, like, beat up. And the blood, again, the blood is just dripping all over him. It's all over Matt Jackson as well. And then it drips onto the shoes of Matt Jackson. Mm. So he grabs Daniels and then he looks down at his shoes and he's like, do you see? Do you see what you've done to my shoes? And you Callis got- on commentary was <laughs> yeah. like, that's disgusting. He got blood so on his shoes. How dare he do that to his shoes? How dare he bleed on his shoes? And Daniel's just like dead. And then he's like, late. he's like getting up just on his knees. And it cuts to Matt Jackson who goes, I'm sorry. 
I love you and hits him with the super kick. He's doing all these over the top crying. Oh my god. I was laughing my fucking head off at this. And Excalibur's like, oh, those crocodile tears. Or Tony, maybe. But oh my god, this was so funny. Doing the WrestleMania 24 HBK Shawn oh, yeah. Michaels thing. But. Daniels kicks out and he can't believe it. He goes to hit something else. Daniels levels him and Christopher Daniels goes for the best moonsault ever. Slips right away. Somehow just gets up and he's like, no, I got to hit this. And he does it. I know this was legit a slip, but he's he's bleeding. He can't see. Yeah, he's been staggering about <laughs> for the last five minutes yeah. as well. Like, as far as, like, I don't call this a botch. Like, in a fight, you're going to fall yeah. over and stuff. It, everything's not pretty. And I think it makes sense for a dude who's just been wrestling for the last 15 minutes and is bleeding everywhere to not maybe be able to leap up to the top rope. I, I, it actually added to the drama of the match for me, to be honest. Well, Christopher Daniels hits the BME, the best moonsault ever, for a near fall. There's then distraction. You mentioned Don Callis is on commentary, which I think he's great. Uh, the Good Brothers are ringside and they get involved, which they then throw... The, the cold spray bottle, which then is sprayed into the face of Christopher Daniels. And if that wasn't enough, he's then whacked with the can of it into the top of the head mm-hmm. where he was bleeding. But he kicks out it too. Huge pop here. I was like, oh, that definitely got the, the little crowd going and uh, like the, the, I guess the crowd of wrestlers. But this got my attention and I was like, whoa, that's crazy. And then you just see so much more blood everywhere. Legit. Last week was blood and guts. And there was, for one guy, there was so much blood. And the, the, the Bucks have to put him out to the pasture, like they mentioned. And they, well, they hit the BTE trigger. And as Kaz tries to stop it, Matt blocks him as Nick pins Daniels in the middle of the ring. The Bucks beat SCU. I uh, I really really enjoyed this. I thought uh, you can tell these guys know each other so well. Uh, the chemistry was great, and I was biting on all those near falls. And Daniels, yeah. like towards the end, there all his kickouts was just adding to the drama. There were there was a weird bit early in the match where Rick Knox just stopped counting a pin because Nick Jackson was climbing to the top rope to hit a four fifty <laughs> to break it up. But, like, if Nick landed, he'd have landed on, like, a five count. He right. was so slow. And that bit was a bit like, oh, what's it, going on? It looked it could it could have been – it looked like Kaz was watching, too. So it looked, like, almost equally as bad, I guess. But Kaz, like, stops to, to do the move because he catches him and hits him with the northern lights to try to pin both. Mm. I, they've done it a million times. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. it's nitpicking. But I, yeah. I thoroughly enjoyed the match. To be honest, I'd – I'd have taken this at the pay-per-view. Me too. I think if you if you did a few more TV matches with SCU and have them maybe in a couple of wars that they're winning, I know they've been having their run on Dark and stuff, but I think you could have built this storyline enough um, where I think you go, oh, SCU, I've kind of, I might be a bit past them now. But then you think, oh, SCU versus the Bucks for the last time ever? Right. Okay. You should have done it at the pay-per-view. And I think this could have been a much bigger moment at the pay-per-view and I was, I was upset at the end that they cut away to the backstage segment. And then came back after. Then it came back and it showed, oh, this is what you missed in the break. No, you could have shown us the, the elite locker room being destroyed after the break. This is a big moment. These guys have teamed together for years. Yeah. And, and like you could hear, as this video is being shown, you could hear the crowd chanting SCU and giving them their moment. And I didn't really feel they had that like, kind of respect moment. Which I thought was earned. 
One hundred percent. I'm I, I'm on the same page that considering now we know where the pay per view match is going for the Bucks, this should have been it completely. Mm. And then you build it that that's it. This is the last time these guys will wrestle. It could be the last time they're a team against the Bucks. They made a name for themselves in those years of the Indies and Ring of Honor and all that stuff. There's this is the reason this is a company is because of these guys putting on. Anyone who went to any of these like indie shows, the Bucks, SCU related, ROH, definitely that run was so strong there where you were watching. And if you went to a, a show, they were the match of the night, like mm-hmm. these crazy six man tags and stuff because that's they were killing it. And Daniels, yeah, he, obviously he's older and he's a, what, a producing role here in AEW. Like clearly so, maybe yeah. that's where he might go towards. But like I would have preferred – I thought this was awesome. I think this is one of my favorite AEW matches from this year, uh, full stop. I, I really yeah. enjoyed it as well, yeah. I, I, I got into it. It had every aspect of it. It had like the emotion where they're playing on – again, as the commentary that really helped, like Excalibur, who was like selling – like, yo, these guys like wrestled so many times. They know each other. They're friends. This guy – they were at each other's house for Christmas this year holding each other's babies and shit. Like they're friends and – now the Bucks are being assholes and then the whole like pretending he's so sad and then he's not, he's not, he's not actually, he's yeah. the crocodile tears and he, I'm sorry, I love you. Like it's just so funny, but then it had the emotions and it hit all marks on me for everything. Like literally, I, I think this could be on short list for, for match like of the year, maybe for, for tag matches, at least for dynamite matches, at least I because so. it was, it was really good. I was like capped at this. I was like, I didn't expect it to kind of do what it did, but this is what I like in my wrestling. Chris Leone in the, Twitch chat makes a good point. You could have, if you wanted Mox and Kingston against the Elite, you could have them against the Good Brothers at Double or Nothing and then have this match there. Yeah, this should have, like, got, like, this could have main evented the pay per view, honestly, realistically, because the story behind it. Mm -hmm. Everyone who supports AEW knows the story of these teams. So, yeah, it's kind of a, a missed mark there, but for whatever reason, they're going forward with a different thing. But I still love what, what this was. I love the outcome of this. And what happens with Kaz? Yeah, I, I I think, I mean, he's still, he looks great. He's still got a lot of gas in the tank, I think. But he, I don't see him being in anything too serious. But you need people like that, especially on Dark and Elevation, those kind of shows with the younger people, like QT students and things. I think someone like a Kaz would be yeah. great to give these guys reps and stuff. But True. And you can always do a TNT title match here and there and that kind of thing. I hope Daniels uh, doesn't, I guess Daniels might retire like wrestling I think he might do a, the odd match here and there but I reckon he's winding down because man back in like TNA days that guy could go oh yeah we definitely gotta do a best match ever Christopher Daniels down the line because stuff he did with AJ was, was awesome we uh, go to well you mentioned that they cut away from mm. their celebration or sorry not celebration the, the I guess the, the breakup commiseration yeah. yeah and it just cuts to Mox and Kingston whose locker room has been trashed and they're like ah oh, the, clearly the, the the Bullet Club guys did this Right? No, they went to the elite's locker room and. Oh, sorry, they went to the. Yeah. Tra- oh, sorry, I'm, I'm, yeah, sorry, I'm so confused. Uh, Mox and Kingston go and they trash the room, and then it comes back from commercial, and they're like, "Here, this is what you missed." And yeah, I was like, "Could you just not just have waited? The other way around. Could you just waited? Just linger on these guys?" Because then you then... just have Daniels and, and Kaz like hugging it out and bleeding everywhere. Yeah, <laughs> Christopher Daniels going out on the blade, <laughs> doing the job. We go to so Kingston and Mox trash their room and. Yeah, and they're the good guys. We go to Christian Cage, who's backstage with Dasha. He says, "Taz, you were once a bad man, the baddest man, but now you won't step through those ropes." But I do. And well, Tony Khan gave me an open contract next week, so why don't you send any member 
of Team Taz, and I'll be waiting for any of them. You could send uh, Brian Cage. You could send Ricky Starks. Oh, wait, he doesn't say that. There's someone else who says that later. (laughs) Everyone hates Team Taz. Everyone hates everyone (laughs) in this show. He says, at double or nothing, there will be a casino battle royal. And the winner of that gets a title match whenever they want. So I'm going to be in that match. But he's interrupted by Evan Bourne. He walks in. Matt nope. Seidel. <laughs> Why did I write Evan Bourne? God damn it. Matt Seidel. No Mike Seidel. He says, hey, I used to be Evan Bourne. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Matt Seidel. Who those balls next? Yeah, <laughs> sorry. The watching different shows with different names and doing podcasts confuses the hell out of me. Do I call him, do I call Pac Neville, Adrian Neville, Pac, Bastard? What's yeah. his name? Don't even get started on Lord Tensai. Yeah, listen to our Backlash 2001 review about how many gimmicks and names. I oh, believe good. it was 11 or 12. Yeah. You gotta listen to us go through them. Um, so, Evan Bourne, <laughs> Matt Seidel, interrupts Christian and says, I'm going to be in the Battle Royal too. And actually, you already have an opponent next week because I've answered that open contract. It's going to be me versus you. And and then I'll see you in the in the Battle Royal. I want to know where this open contract is. Is it just like a corkboard backstage Pinned that Christian Fortaz puts on there and Matt Bourne's and like, thought, no one's gonna- oh, I'm going to sign that. <laughs> <laughs> that should be on being the elite. I think I just called him Matt Bourne. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> now you got me going. That's doing. Yeah. <laughs> well, he could have signed it too. It's an open contract. So I think he's dead. So yes, rest in peace. <laughs> so um, Seidel says, I'm going to beat you next week and then I'll see you in the Casino Royal and uh, Battle Royal and I'm going to win that too. Christian says, oh, yeah. You know, it's been a year since you debuted in the Casino Battle Royal. And, uh, well, hopefully, uh, you know, things are better for you this year. But I, I bet things will fall into place <laughs> for you this time around. And Seidel says, yeah, well, don't worry. It won't be a Hall of Fame-worthy surprise. Mentioned. I think that's a shot meaning because he's not in the Hall of Fame. Christian? Right. I think that's what he was kind of uh, digging, digging yes. at him there. And then saying, I signed the contract. I'll see you next week. Yada, yada, yada. So next week, Seidel versus Christian. I'm trying to remember last year, but they said here um, the winner will get a title shot at a time of their choosing. Whereas I thought last year they kind of just did it a couple of weeks later. I can't remember if they like called their shot or not. Um, But that's say like Christian could potentially win this and put it off for a whole pay-per-view or something. Is it going to be like Money in the Bank? You can cash in at any time? I don't think you can cash in. He said it. I think it's... No, I don't think you can like run in after a match to do it. But um, I think it seems a bit longer stretched out rather than last time where the match was kind of two weeks after on Dynamite. So what I'm saying is should they just make it like the Money in the Bank? Should they? Yeah, why not? Why not? Other, co- other they like- did other stuff from Raw tonight. So <laughs> I just I think like in WWE they have really good concepts. Like the Royal Rumbles is crazy idea as mm. a concept. The Money in the Bank came years later, and then now it's like a staple and it's engraved in wrestling fans and stuff. It's too bad you don't have someone coming up with something like like that. So maybe this casino chip thing could be like that. The weird thing is, oh wait, yeah, Sky walked around with the, the chip. That was the he won the chip giant butt ring or whatever it was. Oh, that it? was the Sonic. 
yeah, yeah. like donut or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know what you do with the giant chip. You you walk around with it and you I guess. It's just weird. Yeah, it's weird. I don't know if it's as cool as I mean, a you can really cash that in, can't you? A chip. This is a chip. Yeah. True. You can't you cash in contracts, you don't. Cash in, in money in the bank. Yeah. Or a briefcase. You would cash in all your chips. Mm. We're on to something. Yeah. Maybe it's just literally a tiny little chip is that it one? hold on to it. And then when you like go to give it in, you just flip just it. Just give it to Kenny. <laughs> I'm challenging you. Or Orange Cassidy, whoever wins. Yeah, Orange, obviously. Yeah. We we go to Orange Cassidy, who comes out. This next match, Orange Cassidy versus Pac, formerly known as Adrian Neville, will be the number one contenders match for Kenny's world title. So this is the Eliminator match, Pac versus Orange Cassidy. So right away, Orange hits Pac with the beach break and tries to pin him for a two count. There's then picture-in-picture picture where they're brawling all around the outside. Pac is being really mean to him. He's stomping on his head in the corner. He hits a flying dropkick, kips up like it's nothing. Then another one. Then another flying missile dropkick, sending Orange Cassidy bouncing around like a ragdoll. Uh, he goes for the black arrow, but Orange Cassidy does his comedy rolling away thing and then mm. does it again and rolling all over the place. When Orange gets up, he hits this crazy like luchador-style quesadora into this leg trap for a near fall. There's then a super kick from Pack and a sit-out powerbomb that just kills Orange Cassidy here for a near fall. There's then, is it Don Callis, who decides to come out and start interrupting a match on a microphone and he says, we want a winner here. We want a winner. It's because Orange Cassidy had been laid out from Pack, But when the ref is distracted, Kenny Omega with the AEW title smacks Pack behind the head, exits the ring. The ref starts to count to 10. So it's a double count out. Therefore, there is no winner of this match. And Don Callis and Kenny Omega says, well, we don't have a winner. And... I can't be facing losers at a pay-per-view. So I guess looks like I'll have the night off so we can do anything we want. Kenny's clearly never watched wrestling in his life. Ever in his entire Ever. life. Because <laughs> this never works out too well. <laughs> he is celebrating. They're talking about how they're they're having a good time. But then out comes Tony Schiavone. Tony Schiavone just like walking out here like, hey, Looking God. sheepish. Yeah, it's really funny. <laughs> He's like, hey, how's it going? Uh, yeah. Um we uh, we actually just heard from Tony Khan, and you will have a title match, and you're going to be facing both of these guys in a three-way match at double or nothing. And Don and Kenny are like, oh, let's let's get out of here. You don't you don't know me. You don't know me. You don't know me, Tony. Let's go. Let's go back to Winnipeg. And, they, they, they and he goes, heel tunnel, Don. <laughs> heel tunnel. Yeah, he said that as he walked out. Um, I liked how he also says that uh, on their night off that they're planning, since he didn't, he thought he didn't have to, Yeah, that he's going to fuel up the Harley Kawasaki ninjas and go on a road trip. Hmm. But they're not going to be able to do that. Cause no, not anymore. He's, he's got a match. match. Um, I don't think i like this it felt very tropey like this is let's let's open up the wrestling storybook and pick pick one you know it's <laughs> oh it's triple threat okay yeah it's let's do the interference thing um the match was fun like th these two are fun but uh didn't really get going enough for me before we went to the kenny stuff i, I just found this a bit lazy it felt very wwe yeah the match like i can't say 
anyone would have really thought we're going to get Pac versus Orange Cassidy versus Kenny Omega. It feels crazy. Odd. When we haven't done a triple threat yet, have we? Or any kind of multi-man for the title. So this is different for AEW. Um, yeah, I'm sure the match will be great, but feels a bit left field, which isn't necessarily a bad thing, but I really didn't like how they got there. And Kenny, Kenny this week was on the side of a bit too comedy for me. Yeah, yeah. He, he, he doesn't ever border the line. He's always like over the line really yeah. far. <laughs> um, yeah, this, this is fine. I think, I think I'm like, yeah, this is, this didn't really do too much for me, but I'm, I think the match could bang. So. Yeah, I kind of feel like I do with NXT right now. I'm kind of interested in most of the other stuff apart from the world title. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's very similar. Which is odd because, Kenny, you would think I'd be maybe a bit more into that. But I'm sure the match would be really good. It's three, like, great talents. Yeah, definitely. Maybe whoever wins the, the chip earlier in the night can go and cash in and enter themselves into the match. Make it a four-way. Yeah. Oh, that's Christian. interesting. Christian. Yeah. Evan Bourne. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, whoever wins this thing, maybe that's something we didn't thought about. Yeah, that, that'd be interesting. Book it. Mm. Someone crazy is going to win the Battle Royal. Sting or something. I don't know. <laughs> Christian, I think, makes sense. I don't know. Well, we go to the Young Bucks, and they're upset because their locker room is trashed. And they said, who did this? It had to be those guys. And the good brothers say, how could they trash this place? This is our circle. Right here is this circle where we praise the Lord each and every night. And they come in here and trash this place? How dare they? They say they disrespect us. Well, we'll we got plans for, for Eddie Kingston and John Moxley. But next week, we'll show you what kind of champions we are. Next week, we'll face the number one contenders in the tag division. The Varsity Blondes. Yeah. Pillman. Yeah. You want to be just like your dad, huh? Well, we'll show you next week. Uh, then mentions that they're good Christian men and that double or nothing Moxley and Kingston are going to have an invite to a super kick party. Mm. So they're challenging. Match is pretty much confirmed. Yeah, Yeah. that's confirmed for double or nothing. But next week is the varsity blondes versus the bucks. Um, are we getting gallows tank top for this summer? Gallows. What was he wearing? It was a tie dye tank top. It was lit saying good brothers summer. (laughs) <laughs> good brother summer yeah <laughs> i will put an order right now if that's totally if, going off White Boy island summer. day of course it is <laughs> island days <laughs> yeah 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 all right awshop.com <laughs> <And> then- <laughs> good brother summer yeah. that's not that's, i feel like that's problematic i don't know <laughs> What's problematic about Good that? brother. <laughs> With the good brothers. It's really funny. It's totally going off Chet Hanks' white boy summer, which <laughs> that is problematic, but still. Uh, that is so ridiculous. I love their look. Their look is great. Yeah. The good brothers. I You hate them. No, like, I don't. No, like... Oh, yeah. Like, like, oh, they're just... Yeah. Like you, you, they're ridiculous. Yeah, you have to hate them, but they're so funny. Um, so... Varsity, I, I, I know we mentioned briefly on, on Up Next yesterday night talking about NXT, but we talked about Dark Side of the Ring mm. with Brian Pillman, and we were both like, oh, we're fully behind this dude. Like, Brian Pillman Jr., after watching him talk about his dad and his, his story and how re- wrestling's this family he's got, and now I'm just like, dude, win the we're title. Yeah, we just yeah. want this guy to be, like, the best. So I'm glad that he's getting a little bit of a shine uh, next week with uh, him and Griff and their, their new cheerleader. Yes. Is uh, it Julie? I'm, oh, she, she wrestled last week, didn't she? Um, yeah. 
Um, Listen, shot in the dark. <laughs> shot in the dark with, with John, John Ceno, covering all dark and elevation and all that stuff. He's the expert, but uh, he's usually in our Twitch chat. But he went to bed, so the audio was really off in this bit, wasn't it? It was weird, yeah. Um, maybe it's because Eddie and John broke it when they smashed up the place. Oh yeah, true. maybe they smashed the mics a little. Uh, the cheerleader is Julia Hart. Thank you, Maddie right. B, in the chat. Uh, not Marty B, Maddie B, not Marty B. Yeah, okay. bless Maddie B, new world champ, Patreon. Yeah. Well, uh, Julia Julia Hart is the new cheerleader in the Varsity Blondes, and I think that makes sense. It kind of fits the whole package there. It makes them look like a whole like team. Another group. Yes. But I like it. Uh, I, I I couldn't uh, say more nice things about that Dark Side of the Ring, mm. and I, I want to root for this guy. So Pretty much week. everyone has a good match against the Bucks. So let's go. I, I really, yeah, I'm yeah. looking forward to this one. Yeah, let's go. We go to Hangman Adam Page and the Dark Order backstage and they're hanging out in their bar in their clubhouse they say that hangman hangman page says that he was the number one ranked for the world title but then page sorry cage beat page yes <laughs> brian cage beat hangman page and page went from ranked number one to five just with one loss yeah and alan angels with the line of the night <laughs> It's okay, buddy. Being five ain't that bad. I laughed. This this is great. What a wonderful line. This all, is so funny. They're all like, shut up, five. Shut up. Uh, he's basically Meg. Yeah. Uh, he says, uh, I have a target on my back. And, well, Cage shot and took his shot and it worked out for him. He, he knocked me down a peg there. But I have a challenge for him. I challenge you, Brian Cage, for one more match against me to, to really earn that ranking because you don't, you won't have Taz or Ricky Starks. I love Ricky Starks. Bless Ricky Starks. A little nod there. Mm. Um, I'm not sure if Ricky Starks injury was because of uh, this match with hangman, that neck spot make would make sense. Yeah. I hope he's okay. Yeah. Um, Ricky Starks. Say he's got uh, like a fracture in his neck and yeah. should be out for a few months, which, but like, okay, well that's good. Like that's good. A neck is, you know, a neck. So yeah, it's scary. So I'm happy that there's, saying that a few months or something i think set out for six months maybe oh, uh, i'm still to th- i read it yesterday but yeah yeah that bad injury no. yeah well i hope he's good and and page kind of winking to him like hey i'm rooting for you too throwing him out but page is getting to is here's page says brian cage earn this spot face me one-on-one no shenanigans no one ringside just one-on-one to see who is the number one ranked here for that spot so it's really double or nothing for you. And John, so, John Silver goes, that's that's the name of the pay-per-view. Oh, that's the name of the pay-per-view. You said it. Did you did you do that on purpose? Did you do that on purpose? Oh, so smart. So what if if Paige wins, he'll be ranked number one? Is that is that what it is? Yeah. So do two, three, and four not have a say in this? Fuck them. That's what I say. <laughs> <All right. laughs> Wouldn't it be Orange Cassidy and Pac? They're the other ones that are ranked high. So, yeah, they'd be, yeah. So, they're already, but so this is essentially number one contenders match, I assume, is essentially kind of what it is. Yeah, I yeah. would imagine that Hangman versus Brian Cage is a number one contenders. The rankings match is what this is. But, yeah, I'm, I'm actually excited for this. So, double or nothing, Page versus Cage. Yeah, that should be good. Um, kind of been scratching our heads a bit where Page is going, but this makes sense. Um, get his own back against Cage, and this time, hopefully, we know. Team Taz there. Yeah, one-on-one. Maybe he'll take the FTW title as well. (laughs) (laughs) We go to MJF and the Pinnacle. 
he comes out with women on each arm like Ric Flair and a king's crown on his head. And uh, he comes down to the ring with Pinnacle and Tully. They're all looking fly in their, their, nice, their nice shirts and their suits. Uh, nice pink suit for MJF here. Yeah, do you think I could rock that? I think so, yeah. Okay. What do you think? You think you could do it? I'd need the tan first. Uh, you can't rock pale pink if you're pale. Okay, well, maybe not. After those island days in our Good Brothers in, in Summer good sh- <laughs> tanks, <laughs> I'll get the pink suit. Get I do sal- like pink, though. I like wearing pink. Just don't don't show up to an Up, up Next podcast recording in a salmon suit. It would make me feel very <laughs> uncomfortable. <laughs> Only if I say this is my last show, yeah. though. <laughs> Beat me up. Yeah. <laughs> It's what I do. <laughs> so the pinnacle looking really snazzy here. Uh, attention to detail. On the plus side, Tully, on his collar mm. of his suit jacket or whatever he was wearing here, has, you know how like your collar of a, a suit jacket or a shirt there is like kind of pointy? The lapel? Yeah, the lapel here. He's got bedazzled like little jewels going mm. up and down it to make it look like mountaintops. Because oh, like they're the pinnacle. Oh. All right. That was the de- attention to detail on the good side. Right. Attention to detail on the bad side. Tully is decked out in this great suit, the great top, the great pants. And he's wearing like New Balance shoes. All the other guys are in their alligators. And this guy's in his... Says fucking- the man who I'm pretty sure rocked Converse to a wedding. <laughs> Even that would have looked better than the, what he was wearing. They, they were the wrong color of what he was wearing. <laughs> they were completely off. If you got a black suit and like fresh black chucks, it goes together. But what he was... I was like, oh, you're, you're wearing, wearing a nice suit. You're wearing leather shoes. Come on. Yeah, but he was wearing like, like gray, like... Like Walmart shoes. Yeah, just his brand, brand <laughs> no, shoes. It just it's it stood out, is yeah. what I'm saying. But he still looked fresh in the in the pointy pinnacle bedazzled stuff. But yeah, uh, MJF grabs the stick. He says, "Ladies and gentlemen, I am the new goat, the greatest of all time." He says that we were number one on cable last week because I am the new demo god. In fact, we even broke records. In Canada, on TSN, because of this guy, the Canadian god, Sean Spears. That's why I tuned in. <laughs> because of Sean Spears. Oh, yeah. Uh, I think this is like clearly a great joke because everyone's like, huh? You mean Chris Jericho? <laughs> no, no, no. The Canadian god, Sean Spears. Um, name dropping TSN there. I guess the ratings were good for, for Canada. This Too bad they can't get their mobile thing just get to an app where you can rewind and pause, pause. And stuff. it would be come great on. it would be pretty really... sure Sportsnet you can but TSN you can't or something like that yeah come on yeah. guys get Not it together TSN uh, MJF continues well look all it took was uh, a little bit of a fall for Chris Jericho and he's out one guy one guy stabbed me and he's arrested the other guy took a bit of a tumble and he's injured and they want a rematch my answer is no. We took everything from you guys, says Tully as he grabs the mic here. He says, we took everything. We took the beating. We There was blood. There was guts. But we beat you. We have that victory. And now, boys, Pinnacle is on top. I've got five prettiest women in this city that this city offers. And then he pulls out Rolexes. 
There's like these women just hanging around. There's like a, it's a celebration, I guess. I want Tali to organise my parties. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if I do. <laughs> what, get fancy watching a woman? I just, I just, on Tali? On Uncle Tali? It's just like, it's just like <laughs> people criticize AW for like some of the what was the beach? episode where they had like the the lifeguard yeah. the bikini girls and stuff holy shit <laughs> <laughs> jr yeah. so i'm just i can see people being like ah oh, we moved past this but uh it's just it's funny because it's tully i don't know i'm a guy it's like uh it's just weird but overall tully tully kind of felt like he was a little all over the place for his promo i was a little like okay i get to the point you got him girls watches and yeah stuff. I, I didn't mind it i think he sounds good <laughs> But then I just think the whole segment was all over the place. <laughs> yeah, it already felt all over the place. But then there's a honking noise. Who's honking? They all say, and in comes like kind of off to the side area where we've seen some cars pull up before, and it's the inner circle in some sort of car and contraption. But it's only Sammy and Ortiz, like who we've seen earlier, and they say, uh, "We want our rematch." And MJF says no, because Jericho is never going to show up here again. He's injured. And Jericho shows up. <laughs> He's right there in the car. Uh, I could see him before MJF said it. But yeah. uh, <laughs> he shows up and he says, we want our rematch. And he says no. So he says, all right, Sammy, spray him. So they re- reveal that they are on a truck with a like a hose attached to a fire hose attached to not a little bit of the bubbly, but a lot of the bubbly. Mm-hmm. As Sammy sprays the pinnacle with champagne or sparkling wine, and sprays them all down, ruining their nice suits and their their jack their their Rolexes or whatever they got, and just ruining their moment. And then it pisses them off so much <coughs> that MJF grabs the mic as he's covered in in bubbly. He says, "All right, you want." A rematch, I'll give you a rematch. How about at double or nothing in the match you you lost last year? Stadium stampede. But if you lose, the inner circle have to break up forever. Double or nothing, take it or leave it. So Jericho accepts. So the inner circle, stadium stampede, and the pinnacle. But what was this? (laughs) Uh, I did not like this. Um... There was a line earlier from Tully where he's saying, um, no, we're not fighting you. Like, we're done. Yeah. It's war game. It's yeah. blood and guts. That's it's the over. end. That's the end of the story. Yeah. Blood and guts and we won. We won the match. You surrendered. You gave up. You quit. That's the end of the story. Um, part of me was like, there was like a double meaning. It's like, once you quit, that was the end. Everything that happened after that last week, <laughs> the story already ended. We'll forget about that. But I do kind of feel... Like that, like blood and gut should be the the pinnacle of a feud. Right. You know? Um, but then this whole spraying thing. I'm going to say the same thing as I did last week. Like last week they did a stunt. Did it look as good as Shane McMahon at Backlash 2001? No. <laughs> did this look as good as Austin with the beer truck? No. It was like a puny little spray from a little car. <laughs> you know? And most of the time it was spraying over their head. It just felt... Again, it was like the America thing. It's like, we've seen this so many times now. Yeah. Um, I, ju- I found it pretty lame, to be honest. And I think the Pinnacle look like dorks every week. Even though they won Blood and Guts, I still feel they look 
kind of dorky. I think the match will be fun. I really enjoyed Stadium yeah. Stampede yeah. last year. Um, I wonder how they're going to do it. I imagine they're going to film it the night before, which means you're going to have the crowd, a full live crowd there again, watching something on oh, video. I wouldn't do that. Unless you're going to try and integrate it in amongst the crowd and do it live, and therefore it will be different. I don't know. You could. You could do that. That would Maybe. probably be a better move. Because uh, the crowd will eat it a lot, like be so upset mm. if you do that again. It's probably. I don't see how else you do it. It's the main event, I would say. No, really? Yeah, I mean, it's, okay. it's a big epic match. It main evented last week, last year. True, but last year you didn't have a crowd. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, we'll see. But the match and the stipulation, like, could this be the end of the inner circle? It, it gives it a bit more weight. But I felt Jericho's back way too soon. Way too soon. Sure, the the bump looked terrible, but I wonder if it went according to plan. Would he have been back this week? Yeah, they kind of had, had a cast. Build, they kind of had to build the match for Nick for double or nothing. Uh, yeah, I wasn't a fan of this. I I, I like the, the inner circles got the inner circle guys. I like how Jericho's got another inner circle like Motley Crue inspired T shirt or something, but uh, classic rock band style shirt. But it felt so like yeah. It's like how many times then we've seen Kurt Angle with the milk truck right like it was mm. just it's just like didn't need to, to to happen it definitely didn't need to happen on this show but and this wasn't as good as the milk truck either yeah it's like i don't know it's it it's kind of weird but uh the other thing that it, it is nitpicking is like they spray there's three of them yeah on the truck it's like sammy i think ortiz and jericho Hager. oh it was Hager's Hager there too well, yeah, yeah. And so it's like they're outnumbered. Santana's in prison. Yeah, and like the the pinnacle are just, just a little wet, and then they don't want to go over there and beat them up. They just like lay around in the stuff, and the the their women run off. So it's just like, oh, okay, it was weird. You could have just oh yeah, them. like once they stopped spraying, yeah, you could just beat them up. Could have easily because there was only them. yeah, they weren't even all there. So, so. Oh, you, <laughs> they were that. That's just like ah. Oh. Uh, Jamie in the Twitch chat says you guys didn't mention the fact that when Tully says. And I got the five prettiest women this city has to offer. MJ, MJF goes, eh, they're just okay. Which <laughs> is funny as fuck. He's such a dick. Yeah. I love it. Uh, so Inner Circle, Stadium Stampede against the Pinnacle. Mm. Double or nothing. I'm excited for the match because I thought last year was a lot of fun. But this was weird. <laughs> this didn't do it for me. Yeah, I- I'm, I'm not sure on the match. I did enjoy last year's, but I think it came at a time when wrestling was in that weird empty arena setting we were just starting this lockdown thing and everyone was depressed now having crowds back and things i don't know how i'd feel about a 20 minute cinematch unless you do something completely different from last yeah week. it's gotta be a little different yeah. yeah for sure we go to jr with a interview pre-recorded with Britt baker who says jr you said it yourself i'm the baddest bitch on the block and everyone knows what happened when Sheeta busted my nose and made made my face bloodied, it was on T-shirts. It was everywhere. It's gonna be very poetic, Sheeta. The monster you made dethrones you. <coughs> she says that after this whole year, she's become now this next level character that she wasn't before. Now she is the baddest bitch. So unless you kill me, I'm beating you because I'm fucking hard to kill, as it's censored out there. But great. She says, uh, JR says, hey, earlier today we did a Forbes photo shoot for an upcoming article in Forbes and you interrupted. And then it shows like clips and it was like all these guys with Tony Khan and, and, and girls posing. But then Britt Baker comes out and grabs Sheeta and is like, oh, I'll pose for this. And they're like, what? And she's, 
what was the deal with that? And Britt says, well, look, it's going to take a while for this Forbes article to come out. And they should just have current champions when the article drops. So uh, in three weeks, I'll be champion. And that is something that's <laughs> happened before with magazines and yeah. stuff. Like WWF magazine often accidentally yeah. would spoil the finish because it would be released early or something. And they yeah. would f- photograph the new champion and that kind of thing. Um, so, yeah, I... I think these sit-down interviews are great. I think Ross is always good in these positions. And Britt is just so good on the mic. She continues here. She says, Paint me as the villain, but I'll sign the best art that comes from it. This women's division here has been on life support. I'm the pulse. You don't need a machine when you're the pulse. So this division will live on its own when I become champion. And that's a guarantee. JR says, a guarantee? Guaranteed. D-M-D. Yeah. Bitch. <laughs> Bitch. <laughs> she didn't say that. Yeah, I like this. I, I thought she sounded great. I think it's absolutely time for her to be champ. And I'm quite looking forward to the match, actually. Yeah, 100%. One of the best promos on this show. Yeah. This photo shoot thing was cool as well. Like, it was, yeah. this happened earlier in the day. It was like, oh, okay. It's yeah. a bit different. Yeah, it's true. I, I didn't see all the other people who was in it. I know Cody had to be right in the I front. I think FTR was in there. Cody was there. Uh, Sheeta was there. Yeah, Tony Khan, obviously. Yeah, who would you who would you put in yours of AEW in four talent? Yeah, um, if you had to showcase, well, you should have. I'd put uh, uh, Leroy Johnson, Scorpio Sky, Sky, Sunny Kiss. Yeah, yeah, that's who I would put on yeah. those, those promotional posters because they don't clearly do any of that. No. <laughs> All these fucking white people. <laughs> All elite. Yes, yes. Uh, I know that's a topic lately with these ads uh, mm. that have been out lately. Jeez. And it's, it's, it is, it's like, oh, okay. Uh, it's, it, it is kind of like an apparent, you're like, that is strange, but the people they've been pushing are all these people. But again, it just goes back to that's who they're pushing, yeah, who they're absolutely. focusing on. So, yeah, uh, just a little... Uh, yeah. interesting yeah. look there on AEW, but I, back back to this i'm excited for sheeta versus baker Me too. at the the pay-per-view so i'm excited for that um and then we go to our next match which is thunder rosa versus jasmine allure and they mentioned that yeah Britt baker has the title shot but realistically it's thunder rosa who beat Britt baker don't tell Lance Storm that. I don't. I don't recall her beating. Did that ever when happen? Did that happen? Did it happen? Check the the wins and losses. Check the record books. Yeah, oh check. wait, you can't. <laughs> That's right. Uh, Thunder Rosa la- makes really light work here of, of of poor Jasmine who hits her with like this almost like the the Okada style beach break neck breaker kind of kind of thing there. Um, but she does the the shoulder breaker and then holds on and hits the thunder. Yeah. Uh, Fire Thunder Driver. Yeah, it uh, look cool. cool, but quick quick work here. Afterwards, she's in the camera shouting, like, it's my time, it's my time. And commentary were mentioning that she wants a title match against Serena Deep. So it seems like she's not going uh, again for the AW Championship anytime soon. Uh, but Serena Deep, Thunder Rosa at some point. Unless she... What were you telling yeah, me earlier? Yeah, is this true? I, I, I think this is true. I could be wrong. But uh, MLW did a thing where they're, they're like, if... Is it MLW or NWA? Sorry, NWA. not MLW. NWA. Uh, Thunder Rosa in in NWA. If she loses this match, 
the specific match, she can only wrestle in NWA. <laughs> this isn't like a fake article, is it? Like it could a be. Point? It fucking sounds like it is, but it sounds like it's something that they've done on their show. I think it's. Uh, I'm blanking on who who the match is against, but if Cena was awake right now, he'd yeah. be yelling at us. But. Uh, that damn roti. Oh no, Thunder Rose's NWA match has implications for AEW. <laughs> so uh, she, if she loses, she's not allowed to wrestle in AEW anymore. I think so. <laughs> so Billy Corgan. Yeah. Is it Billy Corgan who still runs that? Yes. He's going to be like booking her to lose. <laughs> we need you. We go to a promo that definitely didn't need to be on here because I feel like they just copy pasted the same one from last week and the week before that. And the week before that. Yeah, we have a recap from either Dark or Dark Elevation. Listen to Shot in the Dark of Mark Sterling, MJF's lawyer, uh, offering his representation to Jade. But Jade says, I will listen to offers of representation, but I don't need any representation because I'm my own boss. But I might want representation, but I don't want any representation. Third week in the row, same promo. Yeah. Does she want representation or not? It's <laughs> it's like I want I want a man. Hey, uh, do you want to go out with me? No. <laughs> I want a man. Hey, I'll go out with you. No. <laughs> I'll listen to offers, but I want to be single forever. But I want a man. But I want to be single. It's like those people. I knew a guy I worked with uh, who, who owned a restaurant in Toronto, and uh, he worked. I worked with him in radio. I produced for him a little while. He went on. Was it Shark Tank or those shows? What are okay. those shows? Shark. What's the yeah, shark? like Dragon's Den. Dragon's Den, but Shark Tank is the Canadian one. Mm. He goes on Dragon's Den, Shark Tank. He goes on three different times, tries to make them all get them to offer and stuff like that, and then turns them down. So he right. goes on once, turns them down, goes again, turns them down. Third time, they they go look. You you've been on the show three times. You're just trying to get famous. You don't even want any of our offers. Get the fuck out of here and never come back. And he never went back. <laughs> what I find funny is. Do you know of any other wrestlers that don't have a manager talking about managers? <laughs> no. So she comes... She just really wants a manager. She's like, everyone's talking about me having a manager. It's like, no one's talking about... You're talking about you having a manager, but you don't want a manager. <laughs> She's more indecisive than me. <laughs> I'm very indecisive. I wouldn't know if I wanted a manager or not, apparently. <laughs> Do I want a manager? I don't know, but I'm that bitch. <laughs> She's not the baddest bitch, but she's that she's bitch. She's that bitch. It's just weird. It's like, ah. She's, no, she's her own bitch, she said this week. Uh, right, yeah. Well, she's that bitch. <laughs> we go to our main event. A little video first is Darby Allen, the TNT champion. He's driving, shows him driving. After getting attacked last week, thrown down some stairs, which looked wild. He's going to Seattle, his place where he lived in skate parks and abandoned houses and stuff. And. He uh, starts cutting a promo on Miro, his opponent. He says, Miro, what have you done since being here? You played some video games, and then you were the best man. And, well, the world's going to see that I'm not buying what you're selling, you generic son of a bitch. So we go to the main event. Miro the challenger against Darby Allen for the TNT title. Darby putting the title on the line. But like we mentioned, Darby was attacked by Scorpio Sky and Ethan Page last week. So he's not fully healed and he's got like uh taped down his shoulders and back because he got thrown down some stairs. Yeah. 
So right away before the bell even rings, before Darby's even in the ring, he's attacked by Miro, who's looking like a rabid animal. Should be noted that Miro already has TNT title on his trunk. Oh, okay, you noticed that as well. Yeah. Yeah, it was the... <laughs> The red and gold, like the old, yeah. the original TNT title. And the so. commentary are like, we asked him about this before his mat, uh, before tonight. And the, he said that he, that's because he guarantees he's winning. Just for the job yeah. you want. Yeah, he's like, I know I'm, I'm already going to be champion, so mm. it's fine. Miro is just beating the piss out of Darby here, throwing him around. Doesn't even have his like ring jacket off, like his entrance gear off. He's just throwing him around here, beating him up ringside. And like yelling at the camera, and am I underwhelming? Throwing him, beating him up. I guess he's talking to Vince. He hits a belly to belly from like the outside of the crowd back into the ringside area over the guardrail and just beating him up. Finally in the ring, the ref says, Darby, can you go? Can you go? And Miro's just like stomping around the ring like a monster. And Darby's like, yeah, just, just go. Ring the bell. So the ref rings the bell and there's a huge thrust kick to the face. But he kicks out at two. Mm. You thought it was over right here. Uh, Miro beats him up, but Darby shows some resiliency coming back here. The underdog hits a cannonball tope flying at Miro. This was nuts. Because of the size of Miro, Darby just bounces he off He has so him. much speed as well. Yeah. It's crazy. He goes up again for the coffin drop, but gets caught in a German suplex, which just looks deadly. They're, they go to picture in picture when in the if you are someone who gets too... Uh, like into the commercials instead of watching the PMP, you would have missed e- all ego Ethan Page and Scorpio Sky come out and beat up Sting. They distract him and clip his knee and then they run off like uh, Two-Face and the Riddler <laughs> in Batman Forever. Uh, and then we come back and they're like, yeah, Sting got beat up. Like, that sucks. Like, fuck. Yeah. What the, what the hell happened here? Uh, and Miro's just beating Darby up, throwing him around. There's a sleeper uh, from Darby who tries to get him in there. He throws... Darby had a wall on the outside at one point. He rips the tape off the shoulder, off the back, and then just starts to beat him up around, throwing him up in the air. At one point, Darby's still in this, but he looks over. Sting's now back on his feet, looking concerned, and Darby, like, goes to fist bump him. <laughs> so his dad, Sting, okay, dad. fist bumps him back. Darby gets to his feet. He slaps Miro in the face. This doesn't phase him he he goes after him darby goes for the coffin drop again another german but he lands on his feet but miro overpowers him gets tired of of beating up darby so he locks in the accolade the camel clutch but this time now game over yeah the game over bending him backwards even more just bending torquing his body darby allen is forced to submit i guess he's passed out really Mm. here the ref calls it and new TNT champion Miro. Uh, I really enjoyed this. I I think finally this is exactly what Miro should have been from day one. Um, Darby's actually a great guy for him to be against because I think it just shows like Miro can do some pretty cool like rough big man spots like just throwing Darby all over the place. Um, yeah, I liked it a lot. And then the sequences towards the end when Darby started getting his hope spots back, those stunners. Uh, the coffin drop into the suplex I thought was awesome. Um, some great near falls towards the end, but the finish, the kind of super version of the game over, the accolade bending back, um, it made complete sense here, I thought, for Miro to win. I think Darby's had his run, and I think he's been elevated by this championship run, and it's time for him to move on to something else. And I think it's time to give Miro a go. If it doesn't work, it doesn't work. We've tried, but... 
it definitely didn't work what they were doing with him before. So it, to use a game term, it this is the reset. Yeah, uh, I guess so. Because I'd say this is the best Miro match I've seen. Mm, best reset match I've seen. Like, it had a whole story. It made sense. Classic big guy, little guy. And he was just a monster. The stuff where he was stomping around the ring like Godzilla, mm. King Kong was awesome. Uh, it, it had a whole complete story. And I love what Darby's been doing. And he keeps getting better and keeps evolving. He could definitely be a huge star and world champ down the line. But it's a good step for Miro. For someone who you look at him, and especially you look at him against the size of the, some of the guys he's been against, like Cage and Miro and stuff. You go, how can I even buy that you should be in this match? Yeah. Like, how can I even buy it? You're so tiny. But the way he wrestles, um, just his speed and just his recklessness, just throwing himself, you do start to buy it. You completely buy in that he can beat these guys. Um, yeah, Darby's had a great run with this title. But yeah, good, good time to move on. I think this is the right move. Yeah, definitely. Uh, we want to see what this guy can do. And he, he proved it here. He had some some fire and he looks like a, a complete monster. He can have a match with Kip. Oh, Kip's actually injured, right? Yeah. Uh, he can have like title defenses. It, it seems like his first is going to be up against the murder hawk monster mm. who comes out with Jake Roberts here. Kind of being like, hey, I see what you're doing. And I've been dancing around with Sting and Darby a little while. But he's kind of saying I want that. So maybe that's the, the double or nothing match. So it would match. be... Page and Sky against Sting and Darby. Yes. And then for the TNT title, Miro versus Lance Archer. Yeah, I want Sting and Darby in an actual match against... I think they've got to. Especially is- especially if Stadium Stampede is going to be recorded. Right. You, you need to have... Sting's done enough physicality now that in a tag match... I bet he just you needs be, to do sting a splash and death drop and they threw him out of they threw Darby downstairs around the arena. I bet it's like another one of these like falls can anywhere mm. kind of s- s- filmed maybe things. You think it'll be filmed? I want it to be just a match. I think it should. I think if you're doing two filmed things in front of a, this is a full crowd. This yeah. one, I don't know. And pay per view. Yeah, I I think this will be a proper tag. Uh, and then Big Laz wrestling against Miro and Archer. Just a lot of meat. Yeah, meat slapping. I can't say I'm too excited for that, but uh, I'm excited to see what other matchups Miro can do with the TNT title Mm. and where that leads to, and eventually who you know takes it from him and and stuff like that. But that title is like allowed allowed to to make Darby like a next step up. That's helped him and and Sting. Obviously, now they can go off into that feud, but it did well for for everyone who's held this title so far. Yeah, I, I think it has elevated, apart from Cody, really, who's already the guy. Yeah, it's still... I'd say even, uh, rest in peace, Brody Lee. He, yeah. He came in, he went for the title, like the big title, lost, and it was then kind of the TNT title that really, okay, I can take this guy seriously now. Yeah. And had some really good matches with that. Um, weird show for me. Yeah, it was like all over the place. Like I mentioned that I really loved that tag match with the Bucks and SCU. Like one of the best matches that I liked from like this year, I think. Honestly, it was just, it was a great TV match. But then Yuji Nagata and John Moxley starting off the show, that felt like some weird wrestling, like wet dream come true here. It was like, what? Why are these guys fighting? But okay, fuck yeah, which was great. But then it had some weird stuff like Cody praising America. Fuck yeah. Or, uh, the weird, uh, Bubble bath, bubbly bath. Yeah, the the actual wrestling I thought was pretty strong tonight. I I really enjoyed the main, the tag, and that US Championship match. But yeah, the Cody thing really put me off. The inner circle pinnacle stuff was terrible. You don't like uh, America. Kenny Omega 
stuff was Weird. pretty bad, I thought. Um, Overall, I enjoyed this episode. I can't lie. I was. I think I'm a, a little bit higher on this episode than you, but it was definitely the wrestling that made me save it for sure. But Double or Nothing is starting to come together now. It felt like a week ago we didn't really have a card, and now it's it's really filling out. So, and interesting. Not necessarily matches I'd have expected, which is can be a good thing. Like surprise us a bit. So Triple Threat: Kenny, Pack, Orange. Uh, the tag team, Kingston and Mox versus the Bucks. Cage Page. Cage Page. Um, the Sting. women's match. Oh, Sheeta Baker. Sheeta Baker. Um, Maybe Sting and Darby versus Ego and I'd Sky. I assume so. Stadium Stampede. Archer Miro. That's a whole show. Yeah. Oh, Cody Agogo. Cody Agogo, yeah. Yeah, so there's a whole show right there. Yeah. That sounds yeah, pretty good. good. That sounds like May a pretty 30th, good... May 30th, so yeah. a couple of weeks away. Yeah, sounds good. So that's AEW... From tonight, we will be doing a double or nothing watch along. So uh, stay tuned for that coming weeks and then a post show for that as well live on Twitch. So uh, look out for our Twitch stuff because we record all our shows like Up Next and BD Elite on Twitch afterwards. We had a little hiccup with our TSN pausing thing this week. Maybe I'll just make sure next time I order roti on time. Because <laughs> I thought I had time, it was it was it was the chef's fault, There's the cook's fault. Never enough time. Too many cooks. Yeah. Uh, never enough time for a restaurant. Not enough cooks. I think more like yeah, not maybe. enough roti. That's right. Never <laughs> enough roti. Yeah. Uh, overall, I I, I I this week of wrestling was really great. I liked NXT. Yes. I liked AEW. Absolutely. I thought both shows were awesome. Um, and uh, listen to us talk about up next on. I mean, sorry, NXT on up next. Listen to this show. Listen to Shot in the Dark with John Cena covering all the other stuff like AEW Dark. Dark Elevation, NXT UK, ROH. He just watches it all and cherry picks and lets you know what he likes and what stood out to him and results. And listen to all the Patreon shows that we do as well. And stay tuned for an update on when our Disney sing-along of Beauty oh, and the Beast. Yes. We got to plan We've that. We've got to plan that. We didn't that. plan it. But We've got Batman pick- Begins coming out soon as well. We're doing all the shows, guys. Yeah. So follow us at Up Next Podcast on Twitter and Instagram for all the Good updates. Job this lockdown's been extended, I guess. Oh, yeah. This lockdown just got extended in Canada Another and Toronto weeks. here. So we're just... <laughs> June. June now. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe June. You can't hold me inside. Do you know who I am? Yeah. I'm a wild thing. <laughs> Make your heart sing. Um, yeah, normally we'd be taking calls at the end of the show. We've gone quite late tonight because we did start late. Yeah. So, um, but yes, uh, reminder to all patrons, we do like to hear from you. So please call in on a Wednesday night. We'd love to hear from you. Chris Leone in the Twitch chat right now is asking, what is a roti? Oh, it's like uh, Indian like curry yeah. in like a flatbread, but like wrapped like a nice parcel. Like a so you, and you, you cover open it with a knife and fork. And, and then it like oozes out. Yeah, it's, it's lovely. So delightful. Good. Yeah delightful we love all uh food different foods here at the bd last night davey made a you made like a lit like veggie lasagna lasagna del fantasma yeah it was lit it was awesome so we were just uh eating all the good foods so that's all we can do in a in a pandemic is just enjoy the little things hey i myself brayden harrington you can find me on twitter instagram i'm at the bray d and you can find me at davey portman take care goodbye be safe and SCU might not be uh, together anymore, but uh, they had a good run. So, SCU later? SCU later. This is the worst town I've ever been in. Ahoy! Whether it's Kroger's Simple Truth Turkey or Mac and Cheese with Murray's English Cheddar, 
or pie made with fresh cosmic crisp apples. There are many dishes we look forward to sharing during the holidays, and Kroger has all the fresh ingredients you need to turn today's holidays into tomorrow's memories. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Get more ways to save at the Buy Five or More Save $1 each sale. Just buy five or more participating items and save a dollar each with card. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Get ready, Ohio. FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook, is coming to the Buckeye State. And to kick things off, you can get started with $100 in free bets as an early sign-on bonus. Plus, when you sign up today with promo code OHIO, you'll be all set for when FanDuel goes live in Ohio. Then you can bet on all your favorite teams in all your favorite sports with $100 in free bets. Just download FanDuel's top-rated sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Make every moment more with FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NFL. 21 plus and present in Ohio. Bonus issued in non-withdrawable free bets that expire seven days after FanDuel accepts its first real money sports wager in Ohio. one Unique user identity verification required. Offer ends on the go-live date. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Ohio, this is your chance to get in on the action. Join today with promo code OHIO.